We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into this edition of Chasing the Ring, presented by Lamons Fine Jewelry. I'm Neil McCready, Carson McCready with me as well. If you're watching in the YouTube stream, you will be able to see him now. We uh, today are going to preview tomorrow's NBA draft. We'll come back on Friday with a draft recap. That'll be our final show of the season as uh, it's soccer season for Carson here, football season for me. So uh, we'll be turning the the page to those kind of things. And then um, I'm happy to announce that Lamons is staying on as an advertiser. And so hopefully we can um, maybe have season two of Chasing the Ring some point in uh, December, January, that kind of thing. But for uh, today, we'll we'll talk briefly about the uh, NBA Finals being over. We haven't talked about that. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are your world champions. They beat the Phoenix Suns in six games. But most of this show is going to be about the draft, the draft tomorrow night. Lots of activity, lots of rumors, lots of teams trying to move up, teams moving down. There are big names being bandied about, Bradley Beal, um, Russell Westbrook, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Ben Simmons. I think he might be going to the heat, honestly. Yeah, they're just names everywhere. So we'll talk about that. Should be, from all accounts, no matter what NBA insiders you listen to, at the very least, there is a lot of activity behind the scenes, a lot of things that could happen on uh, Thursday night. Draft begins at 7 p.m. Central Time on uh, ABC. So um, a lot lot of things could happen. So we'll keep an eye on those things and talk about it here today, and then we'll recap it all tomorrow. First... I want to tell you that we are brought to you by our friends at Lamons Fine Jewelry in Oxford. Lamons is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more, Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. So visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We are in the Clark Ford Studios, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for my friend Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He's going to send you a quote. Here's the good news. We've been telling you about supply and demand because of all the pandemic stuff. It's been uh, difficult for Corey to get inventory. Uh, that's not the problem right now. He actually has some trucks on the lot. 
lot of people have been looking for the uh, 2021 uh, F-150s and such. Those are finally on the lot there at Clark Ford. So give him a call. Get a quote. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Great service. Um, Corey uh, is going to take great care of you, and you'll be thrilled that you did business with Clark Ford. And when you do, please make sure you tell Corey that you heard about Clark Ford on the MPW Digital Network of Podcast. All right, so uh, let's let's talk about. We'll start with the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's give them give them a moment. Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks win a championship. A couple years ago, as you know, there was a lot of talk about it's it's hung up on the coaster there. There you go. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talk about would Giannis stay in Milwaukee. Could they put enough around him to satiate him, to make him happy, to satisfy his his uh, his talent? Let's talk about him going to Dallas and teaming with Luka Doncic, going to Miami and teaming with Jimmy Butler. He didn't. He stayed in Milwaukee. He signed the max deal. They went out and they made a deal. Wasn't a big deal. No, it was just a good deal. A good deal. Added, made sense. Wasn't big though. Added Drew Holiday. Really good defender. Gave him some offense. They stuck with Chris Middleton, whose game took another step up. Yep. And they're champs. Yeah. He did say what they were uh, what he was going to deliver. He told them like when he was drafted or something, he was going to bring them a championship. You know, not all championships. All championships are are precious. They're valuable, but not all championships are equal. No. And this one to me, Carson. The one it reminds me of the most, except for the fact that I think Giannis is a lot younger and has more basketball left in him, it reminds me of the 2011, you were five years old, so you... I don't remember. You watched it, but you don't remember remember watching it. it. Reminds me of Dirk Nowitzki bringing a title to Dallas. The difference is that Giannis is obviously a better player than Dirk, and Dirk was awesome, but Giannis is better than, than Dirk. Giannis is younger now than Dirk was when he won that title. And the Bucks seem better positioned to move forward than Dallas did then. When that was in 2011, Dallas knew, boy, there's this really good team in San Antonio. Boy, there's this really young team in, in uh, Oklahoma City. The Lakers. The Lakers are the Lakers. The Grizzlies are good. I mean, they, they knew. They had a tough road to the finals, too, and they yeah. still did it, yeah. And a year later, they got the the Thunder swept them yeah. out of the first round. I mean, they yeah. they they knew they they weren't there for long. No. Yeah, Milwaukee. If you were to talk about next season, and we'll do next season, we'll do it a little bit on Friday before we wrap. If you were to look at next season, you got to talk about Milwaukee in the East. They're they maybe not be may not be the favorite in the East, but they're one of two or three that you're yeah, talking they, about. They always will be for. At least until Giannis is gone. Yeah, they have a nice team there. There's more to that team than just Giannis. He's obviously a superstar. And to go get 50 in game six, to clinch it at home. Crazy. Such a moment for him, for that franchise, for that city. It's it. That's the first thing they've won in a long time. I can't remember the last time a Milwaukee team won anything. When I was a little boy, it seems like the Brewers won the World Series, maybe, or lost the World Series to the Cardinals. I Brewers used to be it. in the American League. I don't think they've ever won it. 
So, yeah, you I might... think the last time they did something was like the seventies, maybe. Yeah, well, this is like seventy six or seventy seven yeah, or something. Yeah. They played the Cardinals in the World Series. Yeah, but anyway, um, congratulations to them. Yeah. Uh, tough blow for Phoenix, who now has to figure out what they do with Chris Paul. Do they keep Chris Paul? Do they let Chris Paul walk? Do they trade Chris Paul? Uh, obviously, they, they have a young superstar in Devin Booker. They have a very, very strong inside player in DeAndre Ayton. I have lots of questions for them, though, like their future. I don't Such know, as? I don't know if it's going to hold up. I mean, the West is just getting better and better. You've got more teams coming up. I just don't know. I mean, Grizzlies are getting better. Thunder are going to be better next season. Uh, Pelicans are getting good. Pelicans are really getting good. Yeah, Luka's in Dallas. Utah's just, got a good team. Denver's got a good team. It's so stacked in the West that it's yeah. hard to – I can still – they're going to be a playoff team. I just don't know if they have the – I don't know if they're going to have it all to go right back to the finals again. Minnesota's going to have a good team. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're a lot of good clubs. Yeah, it's um, interesting. And then who knows what's going to happen with – we'll talk about it in a minute, though. Who joins LeBron and AD in, in Los Angeles? Is it Damian Lillard? Is it Russell Westbrook? Is, I think if they want to get one more star, there, they either have to trade AD or they're going to have to get Russell Westbrook, and that's not going to work. He and LeBron, I don't see that working. And also, I also can see it working, but that just sounds – the one thing I wonder about Russell in L.A. is I wonder if Russell would take some of the regular season load off of LeBron and make LeBron a little fresher longer in the season. I mean, it's it's sport in the media to beat up Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I mean. But you know what? He had a pretty good year in Washington. He's had a bad start. And a bad first month or two. Yeah. You know, I mean, for all the talk about Russell won't won't defer. Yeah, he does. He deferred to Kevin Durant in Oklahoma City. He deferred to James Harden in Houston. There were times this past season where he deferred to Bradley Beal in Washington. I don't I don't necessarily buy that Russell Westbrook, who wants a championship, that's all that's left for him. Yeah. That's what's left. He's got an MVP. He's gonna he, be a Hall of Famer. Yes. He wants to win a title. Now does Russell Westbrook make the Lakers a title contender? Because they would have to give up Kyle Kuzma. They would have to KCB. give up yeah, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. They'd give up a lot for, for Westbrook, who's getting older. It's a big risk. It's similar to what the Nets have done, I think. Uh, GJG23 says a lot of people, as we transition into our draft talk, he says a lot of people here in Memphis are excited about the trade the other day. Memphis and New Orleans made a deal. Bledsoe and Adams for Valanciunas in like a pick or something. That's like. right. So so there's some picks involved. Yeah. Memphis now is sitting at – let's see. I will pull up the draft order here. Memphis is now – New Orleans will pick for Memphis on Thursday night because the deal can't be consummated until they switch to the new calendar year. Yeah. So um, – New Orleans will make the pick and we'll have the funny little hat thingy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see, let's say it's Josh Giddy drafted by the Pelicans and he'll go and he'll put on a Pelicans hat and everybody yeah. will know that, that he's a Grizzly. Yeah. And it, so it's going to be the silliness, but it's just part yeah. of, part yeah. of the deal. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. I gotta, I gotta figure out and where this is. I've got question, so many graphics in here. And the other question I have with the Lakers, if they get rust, is he has to operate the ball, and that means LeBron's off the ball, which is different from this previous season and the season before that. But that's kind of what I wonder, right? Is does that help LeBron and in some ways? I think it would because that's keep him fresher. LeBron's yeah. thirty-seven Basically. when this season rolls around. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wonder if if having a ball dominant point guard in the in the regular season would keep LeBron fresher. Now, when you like get and would. when you get to the playoffs, you've got to figure it out, and that's that's where that would be hard. Yeah, I think but, you just get Russ not to shoot, and then again, I don't know who they're going to get in free agency because they can get whoever they want. But I'm I'm talking about the money part. That's. Just those three players. That's oh, it's a ton of money. It's a ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would you, the the rest of your, and then you have to figure out what you do with Dennis Schroeder and the rest of your team is kind of a bunch of dudes. It is. Yeah. All right. So I mean, like trading, Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope sounds like crazy. That's like their third or fourth best player. All right. So let's jump into the draft, NBA draft Thursday night. The Detroit Pistons are on the clock. And interestingly, with Detroit, when they won the the, the draft lottery, everyone said, well, they're taking Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham, the guard, wing, forward from Oklahoma State, said, I'm only going to visit one place. I'm only going to work out for one team. I'm going to work out for the Pistons because I'm going number one. He goes over there. Has a workout. And Detroit has worked out other players. They worked out Jalen Green, who supposedly had a phenomenal workout in Detroit. And so now Detroit's kind of putting this buzz out. And I wonder if this is a mistake on their part. Because not everybody wants to go play in Detroit. No. It's not exactly the... It's a really small market. It's not a great city. Yeah. So now you've got... um, Cade Cunningham hearing these rumblings coming out of Detroit that ah, they might not be sold on him. And I don't really know what the what the purpose of that is. Um, and then there are rumors today, Chad Ford, NBA insider, who's very good. Uh, he quotes Mark Stein, who says, one league source insists that one of the factors keeping the Pistons from committing fully to the selection of Cunningham is Jalen Green's recent stellar workout that apparently made the strongest of impressions. He said that Detroit might be giving itself some wiggle room for a trade, but with Houston apparently ready to take Green at number two, that leaves only the Rockets available for the Pistons to talk to if Detroit's intention is to end up with Cunningham or Green. So he's saying, by the way, Ford, as we get into the we're going to talk up a lot of thunder here, and it's not because we're Thunder fans as much as it's because the Thunder are the one team in the first six, seven picks that could shake up the whole draft. Orlando could too, but nobody expects Orlando to do it. Most NBA people expect the Thunder to really try, and this is where Carson's probably going to throw something at me in a minute. Over the last 48 hours, there has been a lot of rumbling about the Thunder 
making Shea Gilgis Alexander available for trade. They right? better not. There's, <laughs> I don't. That make that, but that would make no sense. There's talk here about the Thunder talking to Detroit about number one, talking to Houston about number two, talking to Cleveland about number three, and talking to Toronto about number four. And in three of those four scenarios, SGA is included in the conversation. And in the fourth scenario, it's SGA straight up for the Raptors' fourth pick with the Thunder keeping the sixth pick. So here's where it gets interesting. And this is where we're going we're gonna to talk some Thunder for a minute. I'm reading from Chad Ford. Um, he says, the biggest question is whether that deal is even on the table. Would the Thunder include Gilgis Alexander in number six for someone not named Cade Cunningham? Word of specific talks between the two teams has yet to leak, but at least one NBA insider saw it as a possibility. I think so, one player agent who was familiar with the Thunder's thinking said, this isn't just a move up in the draft. This is also finding a way of getting off of paying Shea next year. I could see them doing this for Evan Mobley. Here's where, Carson, and I wonder... I do. I really wonder something here, and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I do wonder what happens with this. When the Thunder basically lost the draft lottery to go six, they wanted one, two, three. Yeah. When they went six, I almost wonder this team that has this this plethora of, of assets in the next four or five years, lots of picks, lots of picks, tons of picks, swaps, picks, the whole deal. I wonder if they said, hey, you know what? For us to get the generational superstar to come to Oklahoma City, it has to be in the draft. And if we hang on to Shea Gildas-Alexander and give him the extension, he sat the second half of this last season. Yeah, I'm sure his foot was hurt. But let's be honest, they were tanking. Yeah. Is he going to tank again? Is he going to tank again? I mean, this is a guy that wants to become an all-star. This is a guy that wants to become an all-NBA player. This is a guy that is starting to think about his legacy. Yes, he's going to get his money, but there's more to it than that. Right. He's, comp- he's competitive. If you play, this is what I think some people are, are thinking in Oklahoma City. And I don't know what they're going to do. I, I tend to agree with you that they're not going to make a move. I just don't see how it happens. Yeah, go ahead, though. But I do wonder if they look at it and go, okay, so if we stick at six and we take Book Knight or Kaminga or Barnes or whoever, okay, and we play that person and we let SGA and Lou Dort play in the backcourt all season and they play 70 games each and uh, Alexei Pokasevich makes a little step Poku and Darius Baisley takes another little step. I wonder if they look at it and go, here's the problem with that. In in the NBA where you have all the travel and you have some built-in wins and some built-in losses and stuff like that, is is that a 34-win team? Is that a team that almost makes the playoffs? Because if it is, then you're not getting at the top of the 2022 draft. And now you, you – 
you're getting good players and, and you're a good team, but you're not a great team. And you can't get that second great player. And so I do wonder if they think about, hey, let's hit the reset button one more time. Let's get max value for SGA. If they believe in Cunningham or they believe in Jalen Green or they believe in um, Evan Mobley. Or if you made the deal at number four with Toronto and you walked out of this with, I don't know, Jalen Suggs and and Scotty Barnes. Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Kaminga. Jalen Suggs and James Booknight. I don't know. Whatever. I wonder if they look at it and go, we could put a bunch of rookies on the floor next year. And they would be terrible. We could tank without anyone accusing us of tanking. And then a year from now, have get Imoni Bates or something. Yes. You, where you get the generational player. And then here's the other wild card a little bit, right? As we talk about other teams, no one knows what Kawhi Leonard's going to do with the Clippers. Is Kawhi going to stay? No one knows. Yeah. Let's say Kawhi leaves. The Clippers are going to suck. Yeah. And the Thunder own the Clippers picks for the next five years, either the pick itself or a swap. Right. So you've got all these assets, and I just wonder if they look at it and go, yeah, SGA's a stud, and we love him, but. That's what I wonder. And if here's the other thing. If you move off of Shea's money, you create this massive floor that you've got to get to, where now you pick up the phone and you call Whatever team's disgruntled and needs to move a player, hey, we'll take his contract. Yeah. We don't give a damn. We'll take whoever and stick him on the end of our bench or not play him or whatever, and we'll just pay him to get to the floor. Oh, and hey, you're going to have to give us another number one for that. You're going to have to give us a swap for that. The Thunder have all these trade exceptions. They have a war chest going in. It's one of the things that I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and then I'll shut up and let you give your thoughts. Said so basically the Thunder are the one team in the draft who can do anything they want. And so it's a matter of them deciding what is it they want to do. Most people think, by the way, that the sweet spot is moving up to number three. And a lot of people think they could do it without, yeah, I, without I, trading I think they SGA. Could easily do it without Shea. I think they trade the sixth pick, the sixteenth pick, and you take Kevin Love and you give them a guy like Roby or uh, Kenrich Williams. You don't. I don't. There's no way you have to give up Shea for number three. And if you do, then I don't want it. I'm only trading Shea if I get one or two, and even then, I'm hesitant. Like, them trading Shea and Six is too much for two. I can see it maybe for one, but no way for two. That's just too much. I tend to agree with you. All right, let's talk about the top of the draft. What do you think Detroit does? I think Detroit, I think they take Cade. I can see them taking Green. He's, I wouldn't be shocked if he's better than Cade. I could see it being a possibility. 
It's a three-player draft at the top. You know, it's Cade Cunningham, it's Jalen Green, and it's Evan Mobley. The three guys that I think have the potential to be all NBA stars. Yeah. I can see Suggs being good. I just I just can't see him being all NBA or anything. Yeah, I can see Suggs being a very good player. Um, all right, so Houston's two. I think Houston is obviously going to stick it two. They're either going to take Cunningham or Green, whichever, yeah. one's, whichever, whichever one doesn't available. go one. Cleveland is, as we talked about, that's where it gets interesting. Um, it would make sense for Cleveland to take a wing. They might have to take Mobley. They're going to listen to deals. The uh, the Raptors aren't in love with anybody, and they're sitting at four. They would they would really. I think the Raptors are a team to watch. This is where I'm watching for teams like for uh, Golden State, Memphis. Um, well, if you're Toronto, then you're watching Kyle Lowry because he's older. He could easily get traded like this season, and they could pick up Suggs just to replace him. They'd be terrible again. They still have Siakam. They could trade. They have OG Ananubi. They could trade. I don't know. Golden State has the seventh pick and the 14th pick. There's talk about Golden State trading down. There's talk about Golden State packaging those picks along with James Wiseman and trading for Pascal Siakam. There's also talk about Golden State packaging those picks, trading them to Toronto for the fourth pick because Golden State really likes Jalen Suggs. Um, I've seen rumors of them trading for Beal. I saw some things. Yeah, and then, Davis Bertans and uh, Beal for like Golden State's two picks or something like that and Wiseman, I think. Something like that. So I'm looking for the rest of this. I've got so many screens up. People forgive me as I try to um, find this. There's some NBA, some mock drafts that I think are pretty interesting. Pulling this up now. Uh, let's see. A lot of talk about Jonathan Kaminga dropping in this draft, like maybe really dropping. Um, Franz Wagner from Michigan, his stock seems to be going up. James Booknight from Connecticut, his stock is definitely going up. Scotty Barnes is rising. His is. Kate, uh, stop though at three. Moses Moody, the guard from Arkansas, at one point was talked about 15, 16, 17. Now almost everyone puts him 7, 8, 9. Yeah. He had some really strong workouts for teams. Um, and then Memphis. Memphis, let's talk about Memphis. We've got a lot of, uh, a lot of Grizzlies fans in our feed. I don't know how much you've watched of uh, the guard from Australia, Josh Giddy. I love him. I think he's a phenomenal passer. Here's my question if I'm Memphis with this pick. To me, John Morant, Memphis's star point guard, reminds me so much of Russell Westbrook. And I mean that in a really positive way. Uh, he's explosive. He can uh, he can defend. He, he's a leader. Oh. He's tough as nails, but he's not a great shooter. And I don't know that he's ever going to be a great shooter. And so you seems to me that if you're going to build around Morant, and Memphis is, you need to surround him with as many shooters as you can. And Giddy's not a shooter. 
So I'm curious to see what Memphis does. They've moved up to 10. The rumor is they're trying to move up a little higher. But I don't know who you take it. Like if you got to seven, for example. Corey Kispert's a great shooter. But is Corey Kispert the seventh pick in the draft? Moses Moody's not a great shooter. Good shooter. Well, you might have to take Kispert if he's the best available for you at that. Yeah, he just, makes the most sense. And so that's that's where you. you I know, don't think they're not. If you're at seven, you're not best available. You're taking. I think what fits you. What would help you the most? I don't think. I don't think they're going for a guy like Kuminga or someone else. I think they're going for. If you're saying if what you're saying is correct, and they're going for a shooter, then I guess get Kispert. They wouldn't. I like, you know, it's funny because you, you look at Kispert from Gonzaga. He's a little older, played four years in college. People have gotten where they kind of frown at that. I like Davian Mitchell from, uh, yeah, yeah, he's from, good. from Baylor, just led them to a national championship. He's really good at defense, too, right? Yeah, really and he's defense. a top 10 guy, but he's a little older, and a lot of people are kind of scared of him a little bit. And, yeah. Um, it's funny. Everyone says this is a draft where the, there's a top three. Then there's a, 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 a group of three or four. And then there's a group of about 13 or 14 players that could go anywhere from seven to about 20 who are potential. There, there will be just about everybody says this. There will be a couple of stars in, um, in this draft. When I say stars, I don't mean generational stars. I mean, but stars. stars, they're good players. There, you know, a couple of guys in this draft that that will end up being really good players who go somewhere between eight and twenty. Yeah, I'm reading SI's mock draft. So they got Cunningham one, Green two, Mobley three to Cleveland, Suggs fourth to the Raptors, Scotty Barnes going fifth, the, the uh, forward out of Florida State, who everybody loves has. Every intangible, everybody who works him out loves him as a as a player, loves him as a guy. Um, they've got him going fifth to Orlando. They have the Thunder taking James Booknight, the shooting guard from UConn, um, who may be the outside of green, the best offensive player in this draft. Um, they've got Golden State. Going with Josh Giddy, who I just talked about from Australia. They've got uh, Orlando at that point, then going and getting Kaminga with the eighth pick, which would be a pretty good haul for uh, for Orlando to walk out of this with Scotty Barnes and Jonathan Kaminga. You get one guy that's ready to play in Barnes, and then you get this maybe Carson the wildest wild card in the draft because Kaminga has Kawhi Leonard upside, and he has total bust floor. Yeah. I mean, where, he, where do you think he'll go? Well, it's what they're talking about here. Um, he's I can dropping, see him dropping like eight or nine. Yeah, he's dropping. I mean, you know, does he drop out of the top ten? I think he's still a top ten pick. They've got the Kings taking Alperen Sengin, um, the the Turkish six ten player, only eighteen years old. Um, big skill set. They've got Memphis, and this takes sense, and I could see this. They've got Memphis taking Franz Wagner, the, the small forward from Michigan, 6'9", 19-year-old player. His brother's in the NBA. He has had great workouts. Um, 
a guy who can shoot it, a better shooter than than Giddy. Everyone just assumes Memphis wants Giddy, and maybe it is. And maybe I don't even know who Giddy is. I'll be honest. Giddy is the big six ten kind of a wing point guard. Plays in Australia. Yeah, I've never is heard of one him. of the best passers I've ever seen. Got Charlotte at eleven taking uh, Kai Jones from Texas. Got the Spurs taking Moses Moody, who we just talked about from Arkansas. I think Moody has a chance to be a really good three and D player at the NBA yeah, level. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's a star, but I think Moody, Moody's one of those guys whose floor is pretty high. Yeah. He's got Indiana taking uh, Corey Kispert, who we just talked about. Really good shooter. The deal with him and, and, and Mitchell, they have Davian Mitchell going 14 to Golden State, is it's two 22-year-old guys. You got the Wizards taking Chris uh, Duarte, the shooting guard from Oregon, another guy that I think Memphis has their eye on. Um, he's another guy whose stock has really gone up. He's had a really good camp season, if you will. The Thunder have two of the next three picks. If they don't deal them, they're at 16 and 18. They've got him taking Zaire Williams, the um, small forward from Stanford, 6'9", he's only 185 pounds, super rail thin, but um, – He's got a lot of he's got some shooting ability. He's got a got a lot of versatility. A lot of scouts like him. Pelicans they have them taking Trey Murphy, the uh, forward from Virginia, who's another guy whose stock has gone up. Then they have the Thunder taking Jared Butler, the guard from Baylor, uh, who has been medically cleared. Has had some knee issues, but uh, got cleared. Has done some workouts. Um, teams love him. Uh, people talk about him. A lot of people think that he's a better prospect than his teammate from Baylor, Mitchell. So who knows? Keon Johnson from Tennessee has fallen like a rock. When the, everything first started, people were talking about him. Carson is a top 10 pick. Now he's 19 to the Knicks, according to this. Uh, Cameron Thomas from LSU, who I really love, but he's an offensive guy, and he's only 6'4", and I, I kind of wonder what his NBA future looks like. Got the Knicks taking Isaiah Jackson, the the center from um, Kentucky. Uh, Jalen Johnson, the forward from Duke, who left Duke before the tournament to protect his draft status. They've got him falling 22 to the Lakers. The other guys, uh, Usman Garuba is is from Real Madrid. I watched him play a little bit uh, in the offseason. Very good defensive player. A lot of questions about what kind of an offense Offensive player he could be. Uh, Josh Primo, the the guard from Alabama, freshman, who had a great season for them. He's going late first round. Just looking at some other names that would make sense. Trey Mann, who uh, was terrific at Florida. I've got him going 26 to Denver. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, Jaden Springer, the uh, guard from Tennessee, they've got him. He's only 18 years old. They have him going um, 30 to Utah. I'm going to tell you, I think Springer's a disaster. I watched him play. I don't. I don't like his game at all. I know you haven't seen all those guys. Um, I don't think anything outside of lottery is important. Uh, this question here was: the G League a better move for Green than college, and do more guys do it going forward? You know, I think if he went to college, he would have been the first pick in this draft by far. You're not the only person to say that. Here's the thing about the G League that G League Ignite team. They didn't play any defense at all. No. And so what you don't know with Jalen Green, like when you watch Jalen Green's G League tape, 
him scoring the ball. Oh, and my God, he can score. He can do it. He's yeah. a he's a walking bucket, man. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's. I think he's the next thing to closest thing we've had to James Harden. That cat rolls out of the bed in the morning and has twenty points. He yeah. has twenty points before he finds his toothbrush. Yeah, but he didn't guard anybody. No, but when you watch them, nobody else did either. And so you don't know. Is that just a culture thing? Was that a coaching thing? I didn't think that team was very well coached. Kaminga kind of doesn't guard anybody either. There were times with Kaminga when you watch him that he's just kind of out there. He's not engaged at all. Now, you do that in the NBA, you're and, and well, they're going to kill you. Yeah, you're traded. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Do, do they turn it on and become really good defensive players? I would have liked to have seen, to answer uh, GJG's question, would have liked to have seen Green play at wherever, Ohio State, wherever, play someplace, Tennessee, Kentucky. I would have liked to have seen him play someplace where defense was part of the culture. Would he defend? I'm sure he would have defended. It just wouldn't have been a big thing. And so game. would he have been a good defender? See, here's the question with Cunningham. It's one of the questions people have about Cunningham because you watch him at Oklahoma State and he doesn't defend, but he doesn't defend in large part because I think they told him, hey, look, man, whatever don't you defend, do, yeah. don't foul out. Yeah. If you need to give up because you're it's you and four guys, you've got to score. So don't foul out. Don't be a hero and try to draw charges and, and make plays and get in foul trouble where we have to sit you for 12 minutes in the first half and, then and we go into the 25. half down 17. Yeah. So who knows, right? And then you have guys like Kispert and Moody, people like that that are these potential 3 and D guys, but how good on defense are they? Yeah. You know, I mean – Kispert's a really athletic guy. I mean, Kispert's one of those guys that could really surprise people. Um, and then you have, going into the day, you've got some of the names that we talked about. I mean, we talked about Shea Gildas-Alexander, but wh- where does Simmons go? What, what does that do to the draft? Uh, wh- what's the word on Beal? What's the word on Westbrook? What's the word on um, um, the guard the Thunder got from Charlotte? Kimba. Yeah, no, not, not Charlotte. Boston. Boston. Yeah. He wasn't Charlotte. Does does Kimba Walker get moved? Um, I think he does. You know, what what happens on draft night? There's just a lot of people that talk about what's going to happen and it um it it should be pretty interesting. So, we will come back on Friday and we'll recap the NBA draft. Should be a lot of fun. We would do a live show, but Carson's got a um travel soccer practice. At 7 o'clock on draft night. So he'll be probably looking over at me every five minutes like, what? What happened? And I'll try to sign language. Hey, to the thunder. (laughs) How do you signal that? (laughs) I'd probably just scream that to you because I know that's what you're hoping for. I hope it's green, honestly. That's who I want. All right, make your pick. What's the what's the uh, who goes one, and then who makes the first big move? Um, I feel like one. It could be. It could obviously be one of those three guys. I'm not sure who it is. I'm gonna say Green. So you have you have Detroit taking Jalen Green. Okay, I'm gonna say Detroit takes Cade Cunningham. I'm gonna say Cade at two. You're gonna say Green at two. Yep. And I'll say Mobley at three. I think the Thunder make the first big move. I'm at least hoping. I'm not saying that just out of bias, but I think it makes the most sense. I can see them making a trade with Cleveland for Kevin Love in the 
third pick, we give them six and Kendrick Williams, Isaiah Roby, someone like that. Yeah. I can see that being the first big move. I can also see it just not happening. Thunder take six. I think Golden State is the big move. I think Golden State packages seven and 14 and either moves up or makes the deal with uh, with Toronto for Pascal Siakam. Yeah. Where Toronto at that point says, okay, we're in rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. And then they can take. I think Toronto and Golden State make a move on Thursday night. I agree with you that if you told me the Thunder trade up, I would target Cleveland at three. I don't see them getting two or one. Definitely not two. Most likely not one unless they give up Shea, which would be weird. I don't think they trade Shea Gildas-Alexander. For some reason, I just don't see it. It sounds weird. I can't see him playing in Detroit next season. And if you get Mobley, and there are people who think Mobley's the best player in the draft. There are people who think it's Cunningham. There are people who think it's Green. But there are people who think Mobley's the best player in the draft. If you get Mobley, I don't know that you have to tank next season. I mean, look, he's a rookie. If you want to lose in the NBA, play rookies. Mm -hmm. And... um, you know, they're not going to tear it up, and they still have that clipper pick. They still have some a lot of assets. They still could move up a year from now. But the 2022 draft? That's, that's where you want number one. Everyone's low. It's a loaded draft. There are multiple. Who else is it in there? It's the big kid from France whose name I can't pronounce, who some people say is better at this stage than Giannis. Um, better than Giannis now? No, no, better at this point in his development than Giannis was at oh, that same yeah. point. Um, there's the, the the big center from Indiana who signed with Gonzaga, whose name is escaping me right now. It's it's a loaded draft. So, and we'll talk about that a little bit on Friday as well. So we'll wrap up the draft. We'll look ahead quickly to the 2022 draft and the 2021-22 NBA season. Thanks for uh, being with us. Please don't forget about Lamons Fine Jewelry. It's LamonsFineJewelry.com in Oxford. Great people, Alan King and all the people there at Lamons will take great care of you. I know a lot of you have gone in and, and told them that you heard about them here on Chasing the Ring, and we really appreciate that. We'll, um, we'll have more to say about Lamons on Friday. So enjoy the draft, and we will be back with you afterwards. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.